Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiane Villegas, and event planner of Marquardt Law Firm that sponsors this show. We're joined here today with Todd Marquardt and Ms. Peaches Hall. Thank you for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for asking. Yeah, we're going to have a great show. It is going to be a great show. I mean, we've had a month full of so many guests. What we've done, Blue Santa, we've talked to senior advocates, mm-hmm. estate planning, taxes. But what are we having a discussion on today, Todd? Today we're going to talk to Peaches Hall, who has lots of experience with seniors uh, as a professional guardian and as a director of a memory care. Ooh, terrific. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here and share at this time of the year because it's unexpected. People visit their families and don't expect to see a decline in them. And so these are some of the things that you want to think about when you are visiting your mom or dad or grandmother or a loved one. So as many topics as we've discussed so far, Todd, what is the purpose of Talk Law Radio? The mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to specific circumstances of each case and laws are ever-changing, Nothing provided herein should be used as a substitute for the advice of competent legal counsel. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Of course. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, our mistakes, doing the wrong thing, and failing to do your will. Be with all Christian families, Lord, granting the strength, mutual affection, and the grace to care for older family members in faith. Please help Peaches Hall, Christiana, and me to give good information to the listeners about seniors and their care today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us today, Ms. Hall. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Well, um, my background is in uh, senior care. Um, coming from Florida, oh, about 15 years ago, I was working for a CCRC and um, other communities prior to that. And people will say, what's a CCRC? Yeah. And it's a continuing care community. So it starts with independent, and then it goes to assisted, and then memory care, and then finally it goes to skilled nursing. And sometimes you can bounce back and forth. So you might be an assisted, have to have a little skilled care for a while, go back to assisted, and then maybe travel that to memory care and then back to skilled again so it carried all of those which was a um, you know a great workshop for me and then I moved here and uh, worked again in senior care living um, then ended up for a couple years working for a not-for-profit here uh, for guardianship and I loved that part because it gave me more skills to go back into senior care again um, understanding the guardianship not as much as you, Todd. <laughs> you are, yeah, you are the specialist in that. Well, I know the legal stuff, but mm-hmm. you certainly have other skills that those uh, seniors need. How about education? What What did you have to go through to uh, 
work so, those positions. So my um, my education is in aviation. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so flying right over the radar. Um, so when I did, I decided that that wasn't for me, and then I was became very very interested after working for public television for a while. Um, was very interested. Everything kept pulling me back to senior care. Uh, then I of course had to get my license for my assisted living, but. Um, training for guardianship because I am uh, a Texas guardian as well as national guardian. So all of that was continuing, you know, education um, and never even planning it. Just kind of God pulled me in a direction to keep me involved with seniors. And now that I am one, <laughs> I, I, I see the importance even more. Um, but it's uh, it's been a great journey. Yeah, it helps to have a passion for it. And you said that God led you that way. But what else helped to spark that passion? You know, if I look back, um, and and we all do that, especially as we're getting older, we look back even more. Um, my grandmother was probably the, the catalyst to that. Um, she raised me, and she raised me with lots of uh, faith. Um, Lord was number one. And um, lots of respect for everybody, you know, so that it was um, an experience. And she was, the, like I say, the catalyst for all of it. That's uh, similar to my story. The Part of the reason I like working with seniors is because I was around them a lot. Mm-hmm. My parents were divorced, and my mom went back to school and then was working. And uh, my brother and I just spent a lot of time with our grandparents, my dad's parents and my mom's parents. And uh, my mom's mom, my mamma, used to take me to get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. Her day off was Wednesday, and she'd pick me up from school and take me to the barber shop, you know, the traditional type. And she said, someday you're going to take me to get my hair cut. <laughs> That's my favorite story. <laughs> and I, I love this. I just had no idea what that even meant. And she used to make you comb her hair. Remember you mm-hmm, told me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that you'll know exactly how she wants it. <laughs> Yeah. This is my favorite One of the story. things that actually brought me to the doorsteps of my court law firm was moving out here to be with my significant other and helping with his grandmother who was diagnosed and suffering with dementia. Mm. So he was being her sole care provider, gave up everything. And I found out about Marquardt Law Firm, read their website, and seeing the impact that they made for seniors, I knew I needed to be a part of that team so that way I can understand just what to expect. And little did I ever expect to find as many stories and miracles happen at Marquardt Law Firm that gives us this opportunity now to have this show and share that information mm-hmm. with everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it does take, thank goodness you were there, because trying to care for somebody um, is so difficult on your own. So for him to be able to share that care with you was a blessing for you and for her as well. But um, the blessings come in so many different forms that you don't realize. The learning, uh, the patience, uh, everything that comes with it, and sometimes the exhaustion. So it's great for you to have helped him. Well, if you are tuning in, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. If you have any questions or concerns about what to do in being a guardian, um, what to expect in being a care provider, or what are the needs of an elder law, visit MarquardtLawFirm.com and enter in any information you can to our chat box or leave a message at 210-530-530. Four two seven eight. But we are interviewing Miss Peaches Hall to help us understand what do guardians and directors have to go through in senior care. You know, um, you had mentioned that um, it prepared you to take care of what you know. The the thing I used to, and I refer back to my grandmother on this again, is um, it, as much as you prepare, there's still so many surprises. Um, dementia isn't a straightforward. There are so many different forms of it. But my grandmother used to say, if you want to make God laugh, make plans. <laughs> so you you just never know what's coming around the corner. Um, but the good thing is if your heart's in the right place, it will open you up to the right answers. Um, there are so many great books out there and uh, people that you can contact, um, different organizations, Alzheimer's support groups, um, the Caregiver SOS um, program. There's so many out there that are there because it's not just the person that's has dementia or has Alzheimer's, 
the caregivers um, are the ones that are also suffering. Many times people will say, oh, how's your grandmother? But they don't say if you're the caregiver. How are you? I know. Mm-hmm. How are you? How are you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? And the caregiver is so stumped at that point, so exhausted, so tired, they don't, they don't even think to ask for help. I have a lot of clients. I ask them, what's your plan for long-term care? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them said, nothing. I don't want it. I don't want to live that way. Goodness. <laughs> I yeah. say, well, sometimes, you know, you don't have a choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't know what's coming down. So prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen, then awesome. That's Other great. people say, oh, my daughter will take care of me or my kids. And uh, I saw firsthand how my mom took care of my mama. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically she couldn't leave the house for a whole year mm-hmm. now we we tried to help and and my aunt came in from new mexico mm-hmm. and we had hospice every once in a while come in and, and help out but maybe an hour three mm-hmm. times a week mm-hmm. she just so now she says uh i don't want you to go through what i went through if if i need to be in assisted living mm-hmm. or or whatever it's okay. Gosh, that's great. Um, and because you've had those conversations. Right. You know, you've talked about those things. I, I think I shared with you that my son, when I tried to talk to him about it, said, no, I'm going to bring you home. And I was so glad I had the conversation because mm-hmm. I said, oh, no, <laughs> no, I, I'm okay with assisted living or skilled nursing. I'm all right with that. But we've had that talk. The talk is what's real important. And it seems like it's the most difficult for people to do, uh, talking about um, end of life that is, um, it's hard. And I think the younger you are, the harder it is to speak to your loved ones, your mother, your grandmother about it. Um, my grandmother and I had a, a very, very close relationship. And as you called yours, Mima, is that right? Mama. Mama. Uh, mine was a Nana. And um, we had those conversations. I was, I was fortunate because her health was good and uh, up until the last month. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just minor cholesterol that kind of stuff but but she didn't have a lot of hospitalizations or any of that um, which was a blessing not just for her but for me because I was younger then I don't know without experience how I would have been um, helpful so sometimes we are in a family that is small maybe it's just you and your mom or you and your grandmother start thinking about these things now Um, you may not have what I had. It may be more like Todd had in that your grandmother was sick for a year, Mm -hmm. bedbound for a year. If you don't have support and you think you can do this, and you probably can, but you think you can do this alone. So if somebody's bedbound and they need to be turned every two hours or they need to be fed, when do you go to the market? When do you pay your bills? When do you shower? Well, some of these topics we're going to have to cover exactly when we come back from this commercial. So don't change that channel because this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Stay tuned. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Villegas, and we're here today with Ms. Peaches Hall to understand what do guardians and directors go through in providing services for seniors who are incapacitated. And their families. And Mm. their families, especially the fact that a lot of the people who are actually taking care of the seniors, Mm -hmm. little do the people actually realize that they need to be taken care of as well. What what other resources are there? Oh, gosh. You know, um, and it all depends on what it is that you're looking for. So some of you might have grandparents that are listening or parents that are listening um, and that they are 
maybe have lost a loved one. Maybe they're all by themselves at home. So I always say, look in your area. We are blessed. I cannot tell you how blessed we are in San Antonio. We have so many senior centers. And these senior centers offer activities, socialization, lunch every day. I mean, it's and there's no cost. San Antonio has the best program. People from all over the world come to look at the program that we have here because nobody else does it like we do. We're great. So I would reach out to your senior centers um, because not only can they offer the things I told you about, but they have resources that they can put you in in touch with. Um, I always say, uh, depending on what it is, let them know where you're, where what it lies. I always refer, and Todd, we've known each other for 15 years now, and we've worked professionally together for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I would always refer somebody who needs an elder attorney to go to an elder attorney. You know, you don't want to go to somebody who specializes in car wrecks. Right. You, you, it specializes in what you do. And, um, I also say research it. If you have somebody that you knew, loved, and cared for their elder person in their life, then you know there's a passion and a love for it. And also one that touches on somebody with faith um, because that's everything. You know, that that's a nutshell to me. I, I'm good on that. And as a referral, I'm referring. If I need something, I'm going to Todd. So that's the that's the nut that I would say to look at. But there are there are things out there. But you have to get your your stuff in order. You have to get your stuff together. You just can't say, you know, I'm going to wait another year until I'm older or I'm healthy right now. I'm okay. Because many of us are healthy way until our 80s. So then having all of these options available is a great resource for our community. But having that many options can be daunting. What are the questions that people should be asking when preparing that journey? How do you talk to your parents about this? Yeah, isn't that the tough one? Because you don't want to, especially as a, as a, you know, the, the siblings should go in together. You know your mom. You know your dad. Um, go in there and say, we just need to have this conversation because I want to make sure I'm doing things right for you. You know, if if you tell me I want to be buried in this pink dress or cremated in mm-hmm, this pink mm-hmm. dress and I, this is what I want, tell me your wishes. Tell me what it is you want because I want to do it the right way. Um, I want to know what church. I want to know everything about how you want this to be done. Let me help you if your finances are a little out of control now and you don't know which way to go. Let's make sure. Let's get an attorney to look at these and get them right. Um, And then as a parent, if you're the one listening, or a grandparent, if you're the one listening, don't leave them this big spaghetti bowl of finances. Don't let them have the, the... the worry of having, how do I bury you? Or what what are your finances? What were your insurances? Do you have long-term care? Did you have, you know, there's a, a myriad of things. Put it in a sweet little binder and that's all you leave behind. And then just let them know where it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the better organized you can be, I think, the better off the family will be because they're already going to be in, in distress or mm-hmm. grieving. And you know what I think would be the number one thing? So they call you, they get you to put all their finances in order, they help you A to Z, and then they introduce you to their kids mm-hmm. so that they know there's a face they've already connected, there's a phone number that they know, there's that relationship that's already built. So when something happens, they call and say, Todd, it's time, or I have a question, or help me through this. You know, the question that I've been getting a lot lately is, um, I'm worried about my parent or my loved one. They seem to be losing their memory or uh, they're buying things that they shouldn't be mm-hmm. buying. They're spe- overspending, it seems. And I have to ask them, well, do you think that they have lost their capacity to make those decisions? Because people make bad financial decisions all the time. Right. If, as long as you have the capacity to do it, you have the right. And so they they say, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'll say. Do they know the difference between a POA and guardianship? Right. Yeah. They need to know. Mm-hmm. And so many people think, well, I'm going to wait until mom gets a little worse and then I'm going to get her POA. Mm-hmm. And then it's too late. 
Right. Now she has her diagnosis of dementia already, mm-hmm. and she can't make those decisions to get a power. You have power to of understand the power of attorney in order to sign one. Right. So if you're having a hard time understanding why we are on the topic about powers of attorney now, you are listening to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We interview Ms. Peaches Hall, who's helping us understand what to expect and what to ask as a care provider, as a family member, mm-hmm. and as a senior needing to prepare your estate for your care and long-term care. If you have any questions and you need to meet with an attorney, Marquardt Law Firm is available at 210-530-4278. Or you can visit the website and there's online chat. You can chat with somebody even if it's midnight and uh, we'll call you the next day. Absolutely. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R, D like David, T like Tango, lawfirm.com. So you need a power of attorney, um, I think, so that other people won't take advantage of your loved one. Yes. And the other thing, too, is uh, I've had several people say to me, oh, I have a power of attorney. My mom was in the hospital last week and we got one there. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't transfer with her. Right. It's an in-hospital one. Mm-hmm. So please, if you had a power of attorney done in a hospital, it's not covering you. Yeah, you need a durable financial power of attorney and a medical power of attorney that's not specific to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And and that's just part of what I call the five must-have mm-hmm. legal documents. Mm-hmm. It's really the minimum standard of care for estate planning. Right. I also recommend the uh, HIPAA authorization and release uh, directive to physicians, and then a will. Yeah, I love I love all those put together. That's that's your full life package. That's what you need. It's very important. Um, the other thing is, don't wait until somebody is in the hospital because minutes count. So it may be that they're working to get a um, a power of attorney in the hospital to make those decisions for your loved one when you can go in and it's already taken care of. And you're not worried about the paperwork. You're making the important decisions right then. Yeah, do this when you're healthy mm-hmm. and alive. <laughs> yes, yeah. So many people say, I'm going to wait a little bit until mom, or I'll talk to her when she's a little bit more, you know, declined, or she's, I think she's sick, or what. Do it now. Do it while she's healthy, and you can still talk about what the wishes are. But then another factor of why they procrastinate is because they assume it's going to cost too much money, or that they don't have enough money to even make these documents, and why... Should I create a will? But, Todd, why should a person create a will and power of attorney? Where there's a will, there's (laughs) There's a a way. way. (laughs) (laughs) Where there's no will, there's no way. Actually, the state of Texas has written a will for you if you don't have one. Uh, The bad news is is you have to prove who, who your relatives are, or they have to prove that they were related to you and so you don't really know who's going to end up with your stuff so you mean it's not enough to put a sticker on the bottom of that favorite statue somebody's (laughs) going to take that statue they might even take each other to court over it it is and so to keep your family from fighting to make sure that it's all legal you're going to be gone anyway you don't mind if they blame you (laughs) right so make sure that your family is not in distress over that favorite statue I wanted to ask you, in in your experience, what are some of the ways that we can protect our loved ones from uh, financial exploitation? And Yeah, you know, I remember um, I was doing an assessment on this gentleman, and the, the daughter told me he, he is so tight about his finances, he will not share them with anybody. And um, she said, that's the one thing I'm okay about. And, you know, she said, I'm, I'm not ready to place him yet, but I just want to get an assessment and talk about it. And I said, do you, you want to meet at his house? She said, yes. And so there was traffic. And when I got there, I was there first. He was in the garage. And I said, hi, I'm meeting your daughter here. And he said, would you like to come in and have a glass of lemonade? And I said, yes, that'd be great. And so it was a hot summer day. I sat down on his couch. And with his lemonade, he brought me his savings passport and his checkbook because he was so proud to show it to me. Oh, wow. So I could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. I And he was willing. He was so nice. I was a friendly face. I was giving him attention. Now, the daughter doesn't see that because when when he's with her, he's a different person. He still knew. Oh, yes, I know. I know how to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me anything. But when I was new in the picture and I was a friendly face, he wanted to share. 
Yeah, that's a sign. Yeah, right? that is very much a sign. That is just telling you those are those are not things that you do. You don't share your finances with somebody who comes into your house to begin with. There's so many other different signs. You know, we people will say and joke around, oh, you must have dementia because you told me that six times. Well, okay, maybe we do that. We have busy days. Things clog our brain up. But you'll know the difference when you're sitting with mom and the same thing comes up or she mm-hmm. says, um, you know, who are you? Or, you know, cause sometimes it's deeper and more. But there are other things that you look for. Many times because we're such a global world, we're a big community where we don't live next door to our parents anymore like we did for generations. Now with military and different jobs that transfer us, you may live here and your mother may be in New York. So you get to see her maybe twice a year. Now you go home and there's been a decline. You see that difference in a lot of things. And we try to convince ourselves that this is not happening. We love our mom, our uncle, or whatever. So we tell them, oh, it, it must have been just a, a hard month and she didn't get a chance to clean the house or he's he's hoarding stuff in the back and that'll be done later or he, she, he she's dropped so much weight she looks different, asking the same questions. The clothes just look dirty. Just look for changes. Yes, and, and sometimes it may be as simple as a urinary tract infection that's going on, but many times there is a decline and you can see it. And it usually shows up right after they visit. That's when you notice it. Right after we visit back from this commercial, we will cover more on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christian Viegas, and we're here today with Ms. Peaches Hall, who is sharing with us before the break of what signs to look for when your loved one could be experiencing a decline. So if you're looking for the financial, you should be introduced to your parents' checkbook. And I know parents keep their checkbook close to their heart. Mm -hmm. They think that that's not the kid's business, but have those conversations to see if you can help. Um, When you look through that, are they paying two and three times a year to get their trees trimmed? Um, You know, where is the money going? Do they all of a sudden have new friends that are taking them to the bank? Do they have... um, are they part of the Jamaican lotto where that money's going out and all of a sudden are they buying an enormous amount of things? Because when they call the shopping channel, the people will sit and talk with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, is it feel good just to give money to friends because that's their money and, they, and they'll tell you that I can do what I want with it. Mm-hmm. So you need to protect it because the more that they spend now, the less that they have to care for them as they get older and will need it. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things, and that's where I love to send them to you, Todd, because getting people ready and setting up trusts and getting the whole package and the whole picture. There is a trust that we use where we recommend maybe having two trustees at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can start with your spouse. Mm-hmm. If you're single, you can already start with an adult child or a sibling, Mm -hmm. and then if something bad happens to one of the two trustees, then you can elevate a successor trustee to that position, not because they're going to tell you what to buy and what not to Mm -hmm. buy, but just so that you have a second pair of eyes on the bank statements. Exactly. If I play the Jamaican lotto one time, (laughs) that's probably not going to do much harm, but it's when it happens over and over again that you lose lots of money. Right. You know, I've, I've seen, uh, especially in Florida, there's a lot of cruise ships that, you know, have packages there. And one of our problems were um, the ballroom dancing on the cruise ships. You'd go to take your ballroom dancing mm-hmm. uh, in Florida, and then they'd do these giant cruises, and then they'd, they'd charge them for their special clothing and special shoes, and they had to, of course, pay the dancers to get on. And before they knew it, there went their entire savings. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so there were lots of – these bad guys are smart. They're very smart. Um, while doing guardianship here, you know, I saw so many people lost everything that they had um, to these bad guys. Um, people would come in and take their antiques and – put them on eBay and mm-hmm. sell them, move in with them, 
caregivers uh, who were half their age or or even you know younger marrying them and taking everything. Well, one suggestion a, a client had, he put cameras on the outside of his parents' house. Uh, not because he was worried about burglars, but who was stopping by to mm-hmm. sell things. Right. And right after he put these cameras up, somebody did stop by to sell roofing repair service. There had been a hailstorm or something. Okay. And he saw on his mobile phone these people at the door. And so at lunchtime, mm-hmm. he stepped away from work and said, hey, Mom, I noticed somebody stopped by. Mm -hmm. What was that all about? Oh, they're going to do our roof repair. And he said, no, you don't need a (laughs) roof repair. (laughs) Right. There are people that live in um, assisted living, and just because they want the conversation, um, have called car dealers and bought cars over the phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you... They don't even drive anymore, but sometimes if somebody will sit and spend time with them, my my thing is if your parents are lonely, then find good caregivers if you don't live in the area, um, but call your mom every night. Call your grandmother every night. Just take the five minutes is, is really what they're looking for is that it's a touch to them, even if it's over the phone, but if not... Find a caregiver that you trust that has it comes with a, a good company that you trust, not just somebody that you find that you believe that their aunt or their kid or somebody uh, is a good caregiver. You want really good care for your family. So, what benefits does that bring being with a company, a caregiving company? Oh, yeah, so they're bonded. And um, that way, everything that's in the house is cared for. You know, uh, there are people that will go and say, yes, I love to take care of, of elderly people. And then they hurt themselves in your house. And then you're liable for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they're helping your mom into the shower. Your mom loses her footing. She goes down. The person goes down, hurts their back, and you get to pay those bills. And if you think you're going to pay $10 an hour or $8 an hour to somebody and not pay taxes on it, I get it. Times are harder, but they can walk their fancy self down to Social Security and say they hadn't been taking, you know. Right, and unemployment, so, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, and how easy is it to transfer as being a rep payee for someone's Social Security? You know, you walk that person in, they look healthy, they look fine and cared for, and then they help them sign their Social Security over to them. So you want somebody who is, who is reputable, who's bonded, and then... Maybe you don't get five days a week. Maybe you get two or three days a week. But that person goes in and helps with uh, groceries, with laundry. You know, as you get older, putting those fitted sheets on gets to be tougher and tougher. (laughs) It's tough for me, Peaches. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right. So for somebody who can come in and do those things once, two, three times a week, and then just the socialization. They cook the lunch with them. They sit down with them, um, have some talk with them. You know, I've seen it where... Maybe they're in a wheelchair and they roll them in the kitchen. And while they're preparing the meals and cleaning the kitchen back up, they have that they have that talk. And they can talk because they come from a company that understands uh, seniors who have some memory loss. They'll talk about the old days with them. And it doesn't matter that they talk about it over and over and over again. Um, they're trained to do that. Training. Yeah. Right. That's another benefit. But I have to say... Do your due diligence and find out about that company and visit the company and visit the caregiver. Stop in. And what you should also do is visit MarcourtLawFirm.com. We are here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt interviewing Miss Peaches Halls. Things that you should consider as we're closing the year and getting ready for a new one, you should check on your family and make sure that if they are showing signs of decline, what do they need to have done in order to make sure that their well-being is taken care of? You mentioned earlier when we were talking about the differences between assisted living and memory care and mm-hmm. skilled care. Will you talk more about how how you know that you need to to have a higher level of care? Right. And once you're in a community, um, they're pretty good about helping you through that, too. And one thing I didn't mention that is a great alternative um, financially, and I just like it, um, is residential care homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are becoming um, more and more popular. So do your homework on that too. Visit them, visit them on off hours, sit during a meal time and watch them. How do they care for them? What their activity level is? You know, many times they'll, you'll go and 
people put on their best front when you're doing a tour. And you might go to uh, even a skilled nursing home, and they'll say, well, these are our activities, this is what we do, and, you know, we finger paint, we do this, we do that. And yet you can go, and sometimes the activity for the day is putting that loved one of yours, rolling them in a wheelchair, yeah, or in front of the nurse's station mm-hmm. and letting them watch them count pills. I mean, many times you see them all lined up in front of the nurse's station, just sitting in there and not talking to anybody, mm-hmm. and no one carrying a conversation on with mm-hmm. them. But I've gone into residential care homes at all times, all times, and uh, they're at the kitchen counter. The bread is in the ovens, and it has that home smell, home feel. They're sitting in the kitchen talking, um, reminiscing. I even went to one residential care home that I love, small but just full of love and life, and they had an Elvis impersonator there, the worst Elvis impersonator ever, (laughs) but the the residents that were living there were la- dancing and loving it. And then the ones that were in a wheelchair were tapping and clapping. And, you know, it was only like a 45-minute show that they put on in the front room. But he- they talked about it forever. And here are people with memory loss, and they were still remembering it. If they weren't talking about it, they were still singing Blue Suede Shoes. That You know, it just was amazing. So you want to make sure they do these special things. At the holidays, they still have holiday trees up. They still have a menorah up. They still have Easter celebrations. They still, you know, all those things because those are what they were raised with. That's what they understood. Um, you know, it just all. I had a gentleman that um, every night before, you know, right after dinner, he always had a glass of wine, mm-hmm. and um, he couldn't have it because it didn't mix with his medications. But we gave him a glass of non-alcoholic wine every night. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if he didn't have it, he just felt incomplete. He was restless. But we put that non-alcoholic wine in his hand, and he was so settled. And it was, just, it was easier bath time, everything. Mm-hmm. Know your person. Know who you're taking care of. Get that family in there and do a bio on them. Get everything you can on them. I've noticed different places and the staff. Uh, some of the places that we've been, Christiana, to do lunch and learns, mm-hmm. everybody was happy. They enjoyed their work. Uh, it didn't even really look like they mm-hmm. were working. They seemed to love to care for the residents right. there. In other places, it's it's like dead. Yeah, I mean, and you'll know just, that. You get that feeling when you go in. Drop in. Mm-hmm. Just drop in. And that they and go into their dining area. See what that looks. If the dining area is people just stooped over and nobody's assisting them, and and um, I always say once you hit assisted living, make sure that you know they chart everything. They should chart all the input of food for the day. Did they eat ten percent of their breakfast, thirty uh, percent of their you know a hundred percent of their dinner? You need to know what nutrition they're getting, and this and for the output as well, you need to know all the voids. Um, when it becomes um, assisted living and just before you go to memory care, you're talking memory loss. And then, the, you know, the killers for them are uh, the UTIs and being impacted. So make sure, make sure that they're they're charting everything on that um, as well as what their activity Does level is. Does everybody with uh, memory loss, Alzheimer's or dementia need to be in a memory care place or can they be in assisted living? You know, it depends on, on um, well, and the dementia kind that it is. Some of them are, uh, they have behaviors, they're combative. Um, and when you see that the other assisted living people are noticing a difference, they will pull away. When they pull away, then they're isolated again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they can move from an assisted living to a memory care and they may be a little higher functioning, the other ones are, but I find that the ones that come in higher functioning are the ones that assist the others. And that's part of joy, too, is giving. That's part of joy when they're like, let me help that person. And we always let that happen. So then come back as we return from this commercial here on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Mark Court Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Mark Court Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing. 
and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we're here with Peaches Hall, who is sharing with us stories of what she's experienced in caring for seniors. But can you tell us a little bit about being a guardian? Uh, guardianship is is not, you know, it just sounds so wonderful. <laughs> it just sounds angelic. Um, but there is a lot of work involved, and you you know, you're held by standards from the court. The court wants to make sure you're taking care of these people correctly. And so you visit, and you may not be in the area. So remember, you're going to visit them once a month. You're going to write and chart about that. And at the end of the year, you're going to turn in a report. And there is a cost involved in it, too. So, um, yeah, you, you're you held to a standard. Now, of course, not everybody takes it as serious. But but to me, it is, um, it's an honor to be somebody's guardian. Well, just think about what it would be like if a judge supervised how you parented your children. Oh, gosh. This is like what guardians have to go through. The court requires that you ask permission for almost everything. Mm -hmm. They require that report, which includes how often did you visit, who's their doctor, uh, who's their counselor, Mm -hmm. social worker, psychologist, and when's the last time did did the the ward meet with those mm-hmm. professionals? Now, Todd, can you help refresh our memory a little bit? Who qualifies to be a guardian? Does it have to be a complete stranger by the court, or uh, certain family members can a be? A family able to... member can apply, but the court's going to decide whether it's in the ward's best interest mm-hmm. for that family member to mm-hmm. be guardian. So there could be competing guardians. There could be. And the court really does prefer a family member to do that instead of uh, putting them as a ward of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's it's love, more loving. You know, there's mm-hmm. a connection there. There's a relationship there. And then there are times where it's not the best interest. Yeah. Our judges are pretty good about vetting that out. They're great. There's a, an attorney ad litem, which means attorney just for this case, who will meet with the proposed ward and try and determine whether the proposed ward wants this. Uh, I was an ad litem one time, and uh, the proposed ward wanted me to make sure that he had access to his firearms. Wow. (laughs) And so charged with uh, representing the proposed ward, I had to do what he wanted, and it was the judge's uh, job to discover whether or not that was a good idea. So I presented evidence that showed he still had a valid driver's license and he still had a valid concealed carry license. And uh, But uh, Judge Rickoff, he asked some questions of his own about why my client wanted to have firearms. And mm-hmm. um, in the end, there was a... a, a the judge decided that he could only use his firearms if his son was with him and they were going hunting. That's awesome. <laughs> when I was uh, doing guardianship, I dealt a lot with Judge Rickoff, and I, I, I so respected him and so was uh, I, I, the value that I got and that I knew he cared so much um, and that you know he was caring about his dad too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, was, it was a great relationship for me to work with him. The judges that we have now are good, too. They both had experience with guardianships. Mm-hmm. and But what you wanted, you can do in advance. There's a, a document, legal document, that we can do with your will that says who you would prefer to be your guardian mm-hmm. if you need one. Oh, really? And to go one step further, who you don't want. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a consultation to find out if that step is right for you, contact 210-530-4278 or our website at marquartlawfirm.com, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R, D like David, T like Tango, lawfirm.com. 
So I always ask, is there an adverse party in your life? What what does that mean? Well, anybody that you've sued or that sued you or an estranged family member mm-hmm. or somebody that you know is after your money. That's who you want to name as the person who you don't want to be guardian. And if there is a, a guardianship question that comes up, the judge will look at that form and say, well, it looks like this person is not in the best interest. And do that while you have capacity. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> so many times... Um, <laughs> when you're healthy. Yes, please do it then because then it's too late. And that person you don't want may be the one you get. Mm-hmm. So, Peaches, you know that at Marquardt Law Firm, we focus on business and estate law including last wills, living Mm -hmm. trusts, and estate planning. We like to ask our guests in the last segment of our show about legacy, either a legacy that you want your beneficiaries to enjoy from you or learn from you, or a legacy that you received or learned from somebody else. Probably um, I keep a very strong communication open uh, with my son and husband. I, I mean, they know I, I, there's no secrets. Um, I tell them what I do and don't like. They understand everything. And, and my son is always, you know, of course, he thinks I'm too strict. But um, I think they understand me. And so the legacy that I, I will leave, I will, I will trust them with. What I've probably learned um, is from my grandmother. And my grandmother um, was, she had more sayings than anybody. I, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd come home and complain about somebody and she'd say, you know, no matter how crooked the pot, there's always a lid to fit it. So, <laughs> so she would always have something to say to, to turn me around, to make me look at things differently. So I appreciate every, and I still talk to her every night, you know, in my prayers. That's my conversation. And especially when my shoes and my purse don't match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was, she was very picky. Um, but what I learned from her was how understanding she was and um, everybody was equal. Uh, and I, I appreciate being raised by somebody who saw things so clearly. Uh, and I, uh, I am amazed from a woman who had a fourth grade education. Uh, she was able to uh, raise me and pay for it and still have her own business. So she always said, don't judge a book by its cover. And she's made sure I'd, I feel that today. I learned something from uh, my mom's mom. We took a road trip, not just me and her, but my mom and, and some other people. But uh, Mamma sat next to me while I was driving, and, and we talked a lot about how she grew up. Uh, she'll She's the one that will tell you she had to walk miles uphill both ways to get to school right in the snow Um, but I she really impressed upon me during that trip how hard she worked she had to work for everything and they were poor and they didn't have anything and so I just learned how important it is to put your work in Mm -hmm. I I agree Um, my husband's probably the hardest worker and the least complainer I know um, he has medical issues. You will never know that from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a hangnail, however, and you will know about <laughs> it. <laughs> so, uh, and so you, people in your life that you value, that are important to you, um, hopefully you're learning from them. And I think I keep people in my life that I learn from, that remind me um, every day how fortunate I am, but also remind me that I don't do this on my own. If I didn't have support from God, I wouldn't be able to do any of these things. And that's the one thing I always say, if you can leave me here a little bit longer, and he knows if I'm, you know. Mm-hmm. you got work to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, if it, that I'm, I'm happy to continue to do that. You know, I'm more than happy. One thing I hope that my kids learn from me is not only how hard I worked, but the dreams that I followed starting mm-hmm. my own business. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage them to work hard at whatever they're passionate about. Uh, for a time, my, my daughter was a gymnast. Mm. She would have been the best gymnast, <laughs> but she got tired of it. Mm-hmm. And so now she's doing other things. Uh, she plays sports just for fun. Uh, my middle son, Thomas, he plays baseball like it's his job. Uh, it's something that he loves to do mm-hmm. every day. 
And my oldest son has yet to discover what his uh, passion is, but whatever it is, I will support that as well. Yeah, my my son's military, and I'm I'm very proud of the the work that he does and his job and how seriously he takes it. Um, he is um, he's a good kid. He's a pain, but he's a good kid. <laughs> so legacy could be the lessons that you leave, or it could be the things that you leave. Mm -hmm. And if you have a a strong preference for somebody to receive this thing or that thing, it should be written down. Some people tell me... Legally, uh, not on the bottom of the statute. Right, or (laughs) they'll say, well... Uh, he knows what I want. Mm. He, I leave everything to one, and then he'll distribute it. But that's probably the worst thing to do. Yeah. Everybody could change their mind. It's dangerous. They can argue about it. Or some tragedy can also happen again at the funeral. So. That's right. And, you know, it can split the family. You, you would hate to think of siblings not speaking to each other anymore over that vase. Right. And you've seen that. Yeah, I don't mind naming a bank or other financial institution to be the executor or successor trustee because if it will prevent family conflict, if it will reduce family Mm -hmm. conflict and build family harmony, it's worth the cost. What should be worth the time in taking with the new year coming is visiting MarcourtLawFirm.com, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R, D like David, T like Tango, lawfirm.com. If you need to have a consultation and see what path is best for you to make sure that your loved ones, your assets, and that your well-being is planned out just the way you want it, whether it's with Marquardt Law Firm or someone that you trust, you really should get this done before the end of the next year. Yeah, if you have time off from work for the holidays, mm-hmm. it's a great time to meet with somebody. It's a great Christmas gift to give yourself or someone you love. And That's with funny. our chat box on our website, it's going to make it a lot easier for us to follow up with. So thank you, Miss Hall, for joining with us today. My pleasure. It's been a great information getting to hear from what it is like being in the heart of it all. Todd always letting us know more about estate planning, what's the best path, and how to prepare for guardianship or your will. Just get started. But tune in next time on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt every Saturday at 11. We'll see you next time.